back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Major. Dave here, along with my broadcast partner in crime, Matt Master Giovanni. Matt, how's it goes it this evening? It's rolling. Uh, it's Wednesday. It's midweek, obviously, but uh, oh, a, little bit of, a little bit of hope uh, this weekend. Saturday is Daylight Savings, um, so we will spring ahead. We'll lose an hour of sleep, but... We will gain an hour of sunlight, um, so looking forward to that. Um, although, again, we are starting off topic here, but the fact that there was rain, sleet, and snow today after it being 75 and On rain, Monday and Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, what the hell is going on here? I guess this is the point, at least for us in Pennsylvania, where we're at, um, where we get that four seasons in a day. Or yeah. four seasons in a week, I guess. So it's going to be like in the mid fifties for the rest of the week, almost near sixty, and then it's supposed to be like rainy and cold on Saturday. Yeah, my immune system is going to be working overtime trying to deal with the weather being an absolute roller coaster. But uh, getting those vitamin C gummies in, so they're doing exactly. the trick so far. But uh, of course, like the one day where I've got plants this weekend, going to the Union game Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like a crappy weather when like Friday to be like 55 and sunny. Ah, uh, it's like, really, really weather. Thanks. It happens. Well, uh, what is it? Sunday, you said, or Saturday, Saturday night, uh, supposed to be tailgating the whole nine, the whole nine yards. Big union guy. Yeah, it's more so Brenna's thing. She's big into <laughs> soccer, as is a couple of friends. I mean, union games are a great. Like it's even though I'm not big into soccer. I don't know if you've ever been, Matt. But like no, I'm not. It, it 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 it's a party down there. Um, the uh, they've got their their pretty big fan club that gets the stadium going, and like it's. I mean, you're in West, you're you're in Chester, so like yeah. you're in a spot that's like you're kind of away from like the Chestery Chester parts of Chester, and that that, yep. that was a mouthful there. Uh, but no, it, it's a nice atmosphere, and it's usually a good time. Um, and you're tailgating, so like you can't go wrong. Go in the stadium a little bit buzzed or loaded, and kind of fade away from there because then you got to drive back home. But no, it, it, it's a good time. Hey, you, mean, you, got, you got 90 minutes to, to taper off there. Exactly. So go hard early and then slower down. Yep. Um, but anyway, back to lay hockey. <laughs> um, we, uh, it's been, I mean, <laughs> this team we were talking about on last week's episode whilst recording during their game against the Minnesota Wild. We were talking about how what we thought the outcomes of that game would be, mm-hmm. and I was a, I, I I was definitely a, a negative Nancy, as they would say, um, but the Flyers proved me correct. Not only did they fool us all into thinking they were actually going to win a hockey game, they blew it and blew it hard in the third period, um, and end up losing five four, a game in which kind of encapsulated this whole entire season in one game. Uh, but then they fall that up against, a, you know, a game on Saturday. Uh, Mike Yo called out the team after the game Thursday night in that ugly loss to the Wild. He called the team out. They regrouped Saturday, got a dub against the Chicago Blackhawks, a team they should have beaten anyway. Um, and they follow up that win on Saturday with a real gutsy defensive win against the Vegas Golden Knights last night. So all in all, Matt, um, what were your thoughts here on the past couple of games? We can start with Minnesota first. Yeah, I mean, um, Minnesota was tough, obviously, because, again, we recorded right before that game started, and then the Flyers played well. I mean, it literally 25 seconds was the difference in the third period where uh, Minnesota tied it 4-4, and then 25 seconds later they went with the go-ahead goal and then won 5-4 um, in the end. So that was a tough one to swallow, as have most of the Flyers' losses been this season. Um, a lot of them have come in that kind of – blink and you'll miss it type of fashion um which is just like a gut punch because it's gone from 
a very high to a very low in, in literally a matter of seconds. Um, and it's happened against us more than it has for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, tough game there, but then they bounced back luckily on Saturday. I was actually in attendance at the Wells Fargo Center. First game I've been to since the Kraken game all the way back in October. And those were the good old days. I'll tell you that. Um, the That was the Flyers' second home game of the season. I think their second game of the season itself is they had played Vancouver, I think, just a couple nights before for their home-slash-season opener. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was it was good to be back in the barn. Uh, they, they did lift the mask mandate in the Wells Fargo Center on top of the vaccination proof, the proof of vaccination. I said that really weird. But um, I guess things, things f- felt – this gets very overused nowadays, but things felt normal, so to speak, in the Wells Fargo Center. Um, it was actually a very packed house compared to other games that I had seen on Twitter um, mm-hmm. with people taking pictures of the crowd. Um, I think that, it being, that's gotten old pretty quick, too. Yeah, but I think also, again, it being a Saturday afternoon game, it was also Marvel Superhero Day. So I'm a big Marvel guy. Um, they did some pretty cool Marvel themed stuff. Gritty was dressed as Thanos, which was interesting. Um, it definitely so, is interesting. But that was cool. Um, one of my my friend that I went with, he was like, "Are you going to dress up?" And I'm like, uh, "No, like I'm going to wear <laughs> a fly. I'll wear a Flyers jersey. Like that's what I'll dress up in." Um, but I, I rocked the, the Carter Hart reverse retro sweater, um, and then went to Xfinity Live. Had a good time after the game. Uh, the Flyers won four three. They played with some. Uh, some piss and vinegar, as they like to say. Um, it all started, I think it was the second period, late in the second. Um, Kevin Connaughton got headshotted, I think. I guess that's not the right word, but you, you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Basically got driven headfirst into the boards after he was going down by one of Chicago's players. The Flyers took exception to it. Um, and pretty much from then on, after every whistle, um, and even during play, I mean, the the Flyers and the the, the Hawks were going at it with some extracurriculars, um, and it was it was hype. Um, Cam Atkinson had two goals, which was sweet. They were both really good goals. Oscar Lindblom scored, um, but Derek Broussard got on the board. So I mean, it, it was it honestly not the best quality hockey because obviously we know how bad the Flyers have been at points this season. But again, also the Blackhawks haven't been that good of a team as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, each team with just about 30 shots on goal, the Blackhawks with 29, the Flyers with 27. Both teams went over on the power plays. Chicago over one, the Flyers over four. Yikes. Uh, but not a surprise. No bueno. um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a good game, a hard-fought win. And uh, I'm 2-0 and this year on, the, on, the, uh, on my record for attending Flyers games. But... That was a good one to go to. I mean, I paid 40, 45 bucks for like center ice tickets a few rows up on the second level. So really good seats, a uh, good game, a fun Saturday to be at the barn. So that was a good one. Um, and then last night, um, like you said, Dave, a very good defensive effort from the Flyers, mainly by Carter Hart, who was unreal. Um, he had 47 saves on 48 shots, giving up only just one goal to a – I don't know if I would call Vegas a powerhouse at this point. They've had their struggles this season as well. Um, but obviously they've gotten a lot more dangerous when they added Eichel to the roster a few games ago. Um, but it was a career high in saves for Hart, again, with 47 saves. Scott Lawton had two assists on Justin Braun and Oscar Lindblom's goals. Um, so, I mean, a good game for him. He's kind of had a low-key good season. Um, the Flyers only mustered 21 shots, but hey, they they won where it counted on the scoreboard, obviously, but they get a, a good win against the Golden Knights. Carter Hart gets a good, I would say, confidence win. I think he's obviously been one of the best flyers this season, if not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen him really bounce back from the, the tough couple of years that he had the past couple of seasons. But again, I mean, it's hard for any goalie to play very well when your team is giving up 40 plus shots every game. Um, so you can only stop so many pucks before you need that run support, so to speak. But, yeah, I mean, the Flyers, uh, the two-game back-to-back wins, um, they have a day off today, obviously, and they're back in action tomorrow night in Florida. Their record eight-game homestand ended last night against the Knights. Uh, they're back on the road for the next two games 
with the Florida Panthers tomorrow night and then in Carolina for Saturday. I guess you call that matinee, 3 o'clock against the Hurricanes. So a couple tough opponents coming up here. We'll see. Uh, I'm not even going to give a prediction. Again, this team has just been completely unpredictable when it comes to, to games at this point. But And we're just kind of enjoying the ride, as we've said before, Dave, where we don't really have expectations. Yes. Um, we hate to be negative, but our expectation is for them to lose. Um, but it, again, if they win, it's a pleasant surprise, which is nice. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, not a bad last four for the Flyers. They end their home game, their home stand with two wins in a row, and they go back on the road. So, uh, Dave, as you say, I'll hand you the talking stick, and you can give <laughs> your thoughts on the the last few games here the, since the last time we recorded. Well, Thursday's game against Minnesota. Um, all I remember is like whilst trying to upload the podcast, like watching it at the same time, and I just slowly watched them. Like they just, <clears throat> excuse me, they just crumbled. Like just, yeah, what the, what they always do. And I remember just texting you like LOL. Like as soon as Minnesota tied and took the lead, I was just like LOL this team, and just I was, like had, had, had also, like, I like didn't know what to say. Like I just didn't yeah. care. Um, but it was also like a back and forth game at one point too, and then the, like again, like I said, there's there's literally those twenty five seconds between the Wilds two goals was the difference. Yeah, and that's just what the Flyers had done. Um, didn't get to watch Saturday's game at all because I was out and about, um, but was getting updates and checking in on it. And of course, you being there in person, humble brag, not a big deal. Um, it seemed like it was a, a good, enjoyable game to be at. Um, and the Flyers, of course, kept their winning streak on home ice in the regular season. Um, they kept that streak alive against the Blackhawks. I think it's been almost close to 20 years where the Flyers haven't lost in the regular season to the Blackhawks on home ice. We don't talk about those playoff losses recently. Um, then last night, I believe, and I texted you this, I think it was actually the first Flyers win I had watched from beginning to to end mm-hmm. in the entire calendar year of 2022. Um, and first period was great. Got that good wraparound from Lindblom. Um, I'm blanking on who, sco- who scored the second goal. Was that Lawton? Last night? Yeah. It was Braun. Braun scored first. Braun, that's right. Justin Braun had that like floater from the point, and then Lindblom yep. had the wraparound. Yep. Um, I'm just thinking Scotty Lawton because Patrick Hogue was awesome so much. Um, but no, you had two goals from Braun and Lindblom early, and the Flyers held it together. And then when Vegas made it 2-1 early in the second period, I was like, here we go. And then the Flyers kind of just, like, held on. Like, mm-hmm. I think every time I hooked up at my TV, I heard or saw the names Eichel, or Petr Angelo. Like, yeah. they both played over 25 minutes last night. Um, but Carter Hart, career high, 47 saves, like you mentioned, Matt. He was phenomenal. The Flyers owed him all of the beers after last night's game. Um, he was phenomenal in that. He's definitely having a bounce-back season. Like, you, you, you can be worried about other positions in the future of the Flyers. Goaltending is not one of them. Carter Hart is here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no need to fret last year clearly was just a blip, like a sophomore slump. Have you, um, this year he's been back to his normal Carter Hart self. Um, but no, it was good. Uh, season sweep of the Vegas golden Knights suck on it. Vegas. Um, love to say, love, love to hear that. And, um, you, you wish the power play could have, could have gotten some chances cause they had plenty of them. The first unit's. Definitely looked better than the second unit. I have no idea what's going on in that second unit. I mean, Ristolainen and his net front on the power play. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess what I do guess you, what do you have to lose at this point. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a big beefy boy in front of the net, but like, we know Ristolainen is good as a power play quarterback because that was one of the things he did well in Buffalo. Yeah. So why don't you have him quarterback one of the power plays? You know, either demote Yandel off of power play unit one and put him down to two and have Ristolainen up at the top unit. 
or remove Provorov from one of the units and put Risto or Sanheim there. <gasps> I, I know this this is groundbreaking, shocking material here, but yet, yeah, good luck demoting Keith Yannel because we we all were calling for and hoping that as soon as he broke the Ironman record, the Flyers would send him the press box. <laughs> Lol, just kidding. Um, he is still in the lineup every single night. I'm hoping some team wants him in the trade-end line at this point. I mean, I love Yandel as a guy, but it is no wonder we were the only team knocking on his door this offseason. He is cooked. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, anytime you can get two wins in a row, it makes, it makes you feel good. But I'm not too confident going into tomorrow night's game against the Florida Panthers, I'll tell you that much, because one, the Flyers have stunk on the road this year. Like, they've been pretty bad on home ice. But that's mm-hmm. where they play the majority of their better games have been on, on at, at the Wells Fargo Center. They have been god-awful on the road. And that Florida Panthers team is an absolute wagon um, from top to bottom. So I, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. I mean, you, you hope maybe the Flyers can pull a bob on an off night where he lets in everything in his Swiss cheese in net. And you hope Carter can build off of what he did uh last night tuesday night against vegas yeah but i am <laughs> i am not expecting a win tomorrow night at all like and, and i get that's like a loser mentality but it's just being a realist like look at the two teams if the flyers were fully healthy and were what the team we thought we were going to have at, at the beginning of this season i would say oh florida panthers good test it should be one hell of a hockey game but comparing the rosters that you have now with each other, Florida is leaps and bounds better. Just a lo- their center depth alone, because they're healthy, is better. Um, you Barkov, Huberto, um, Aaron Ekblad, Sam Bennett. I mean, they're, they're, they are just crazy good. Yeah, I think the Flyers are outgunned for tomorrow night. Um, actually, we did miss a, a key piece of information from Saturday's game. Uh, we had the return of Kevin Hayes. That is true, and I and I know um, I uh, I brought some uh, some attention to that by uh, tweeting like saying like why in the hell is Kevin Hayes returning the lineup? This season is lost. Like, what's the point? If if this is Kevin trying to come back to the lineup, why is he doing this? And if this is and if this is the Flyers rushing him back, this is asset mismanagement. And Charlie O'Connor chimed in and. Um, mentioned me at my tweet saying, no, this is Hayes returning because he wants to return. The doctors keep him all clear. And then once Charlie O'Connor tweets on something, the masses come. <laughs> and I had to end up muting notifications on that tweet and go, oh, man, now I know what it's like to be a beat reporter. Yeah. So, God, vibe no, I mean, Hayes, and what, from what I can see so far, I mean, last night, I didn't really notice him, which maybe is a good thing. You know, he 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 didn't. You know, when you don't notice someone, you know, they're not good, but they're also not bad. Yeah. And so, you know, um, maybe that's a good thing right now, considering he's been hurt all year long. If maybe if you don't notice him, that's a good thing, because then he's not going to get re-hurt. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I I love Hayes. I love Kevin. Um, the contract hasn't grown on me that much. His current contract that Chuck Chuck Chucky Two Trade signed him to. Yeah. Um, but it, it is what it is at this point. And um, with what he's had to go through this season, um, if playing hockey helps keep him in the right frame of mind, um, I'm all for it. And he does help this team out with its center depth. It does make them a little bit more competitive to be able to stand up to these other teams every night. So, Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to, you're going to finish there. I uh, know. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good, I think, just for, I guess, morale more than anything to get him back out there. Um, he, like you said, he, he's been through tough times, obviously, losing his brother um, earlier in the before the season started um, and then not being able to play for the first couple months um, to kind of, like, have to deal with that. Obviously, it was very traumatic and very sad. Um, and then going through two separate muscle surgeries in May and September of 2021, um, but then that also got infected severely, uh, which and it developed through his groin, including the drainage of fluid from his adductor region. Um, so obviously out since he was out since January 17th against the Islanders. Um, 
But, yeah, I mean, like you said, Dave, again, when you got vibe-checked by Charlie O'Connor, uh, the, the decision was made by Hayes himself um, because the doctors did inform him that the infection is nearly gone and playing hockey again would not in and itself cause him to need another surgery. Um, said he's been skating pain-free of late and reports that he feels essentially 100% healthy for the first time in well over a year. Um, this is all courtesy of Bill Meltzer on the Flyers website. So, Bill, we appreciate your information as usual. But, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's good to get Hayes back in there. Um, a guy who drew the short straw um, on Saturday, at least. And I guess I don't think he played last night either. Uh, Jerry Mayhew, um, who's actually been a pleasant surprise this year uh, in the, the amount of games that he's played with the Flyers. But hopefully he draws back into the lineup. Um, and there's there's room for everyone because we just want everyone to have fun. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But good to have Hayes back. Um Again, just one of the other things um, Sean Couturier has done. We don't even know if Ryan Ellis is – is, does, he doesn't even exist anymore for all we know. Yeah. Um, but that will be for a later date um, for us to see what happens with those two players. But we wish them a speedy recovery because we need them. Um, Very much. But other so. than that, um, yeah, I mean, again, the Flyers play tomorrow um, and then Saturday and then – we will likely be back on the 16th uh, next Wednesday, um, which will probably be our trade deadline show because... Well, the pre-trade deadline show. Yes. And then... Our trade deadline preview because yes. um, the deadline itself is Monday the 21st. So... We will definitely have a lot to talk about. And again, as we've said before, before the end of, I think it was last week and the week before, start looking out for those blue check marks um, because we've all gotten burned by the fake Twitter accounts before. And it's not fun because you either get excited or you get angry. Um, but look out for those blue check marks. Back up your sources with other sources, all that jazz, because obviously these days people want to be first rather than accurate. We've touched on this before, but. Just a, a friendly reminder to everyone out there to look for those blue check marks and get the right info before you start disseminating it to everyone else. But we will cross that bridge when we get to it next week, where we will have probably a ton to talk about, especially surrounding Claude Giroux. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then of course, then our actual um, trade deadline episode will be coming to you on a Monday evening. Well, actually, on the trade deadline itself, we will have a podcast that day because I think there's something coming up later that weekend at the trade deadline, Matt. I'm not sure. I'll check our calendars there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll actually... Playing, might be playing guilty for that one. Yeah. Um, but no, on the 21st, we will have a podcast the day of the deadline because the, 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 big, the big day of the 26th is coming up for my wedding yet again. Uh, but no, we will have a recording, live reaction of the trade deadline. So whatever Chuck does or whatever Chuck doesn't do, we'll just see what happens. But live reactions coming to everyone on the 21st. Um, but with that, Matt, do you have any more news or any more thoughts on this Philadelphia Flyers team before we move into around the league? No, I think, I mean, we've all, I think we've said what we can say at this point. Um, oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Cam York was called up today, for those who didn't uh, know. Yes. A little tidbit of information there. And uh, there's been also rumblings about Bobby Brink maybe potentially signing after his college season is over. Uh-oh. So I saw some rumblings of that on the Twitterverse today. So uh, that, could, that could be interesting. But uh, And I believe Cam York uh, will be in the lineup tomorrow because I know Braun took a shot off of his hand. Yeah. But did finish the rest of the game, but now he apparently is questionable. So well, he's also I mean, in the lineup tomorrow night. I don't, I, yeah, I don't want to get too rumor milly yet, but I've also heard his name come up in trade talks. So, oh, Braun? Uh, oh yeah, he's yeah. he's he's a UFA after this year. He's a veteran right shot defenseman. You know, he's decent on the third pair. He's a good penalty killer. Um, you know, there are going to be plenty of teams, and his cap hit's not bad. There are plenty of contending teams that might want to boost their third pairing and their penalty kill heading in the stretch into the playoffs. And the Flyers can probably get him for, you know, a third round pick, third, fourth round pick. 
you know, yeah, I mean, maybe a low end prospect, you know, we, we shall see. I'm not going to get my hopes up too much for anything here. Um, because we all know what has happened where, I mean, again, I, I think I have more faith in Fletcher than I do. And it, I mean, I have no faith whatsoever in Dave Scott. Um, but I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll see. That's all I can say at this point. But, um, with that being said, we will go, we will zoom out as we usually do from the flyers and go around the league here. We're actually going to go right back to Las Vegas though, um, because we have, um, a homecoming to talk about tomorrow night. Um, with Jack Eichel playing his first game as a Vegas Golden Knight back in Buffalo against the Buffalo Sabres. The Vegas Golden Knights will face the Sabres tomorrow at Key Bank Center. Uh, that'll be a 7 o'clock start. You can watch that on ESPN Plus, Hulu, or NHL Live. Um, obviously, Eichel was asked his thoughts about returning to Buffalo, and he said, quote, No bitterness, none whatsoever. I had a phenomenal time here in Buffalo living out a childhood dream playing for my first NHL team. Uh, the city, the organization was great to me and my family. Again, no bitterness whatsoever. Excuse me. Um, again, if you don't know, he was traded to the Golden Knights by the Sabres along with a third-round pick in the 2023 or 2024 NHL draft for forwards Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, a first-round pick in the 2022 or 23 draft, and a second-round pick in the 2023 or 2024 draft on November 4th, 2021. Um, but obviously, Eichel's played his first few games with the Golden Knights. He debuted with them back on February 16th, um, and he scored seven points so far in 10 games with the Knights, but he will make his long-awaited return to Buffalo tomorrow night. Um, I would assume from the fans he'll get a nice ovation, I mean, they're definitely going to do something. Uh, I don't know. What do you? I'll, I'll ask your thoughts, Dave. So I follow, and I'm and I'm followed by. Remember a couple years ago, Buffalo Dwayne, that Buffalo fan who went viral for his rant on the Sabers on Buffalo Sports Talk Radio, a couple years ago. Not really. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Steele is his name. All right. In humble brag, I followed him and he followed me back. Um, but he's like the biggest Buffalo Sabres fan there is. He has his own hockey podcast. He's now he's been on Steve Dangle a couple of times. Like maybe, maybe look up the rant master. You can probably find it on YouTube and it gotcha. might ring some doorbells there. Um, you know, he brought up he brought it up where he kind of asked his following his Buffalo Sabres fan base like, hey, how are we proceeding tomorrow with Eichel? Because um, Eichel came out and said today that he holds, you know, no ill will towards the Sabres or the Bagulas. In fact, he said he, he called the Bagulas great owners. They were just doing what they thought was right, and he was staying by what he thought he, what he thought was right himself. Um, but he thanked them for giving him a, a start to be a franchise center and a, setting him up financially with a pretty you know luxurious contract. Um, and he said he holds no ill will or resentment to the Sabres and the Bagulas. And that, you know, he wishes things played out differently, but he's a Vegas Golden Knight now, and he wishes, you know, he wished nothing but success for the Sabres and the people of Buffalo. Um, so I saw a mix of reactions. I saw a lot of people saying, hey, I'm going to cheer for him. I'm giving him the standing ovation. Like, great for job, a tribute video. He deserves it. Like, it's a shame what happened here. I'm T. Michael. And there's another side saying, screw him. What did we do when he was here? You know, he's just a prima donna, blah, blah, blah. Like, that, that half of the crowd. So um, I definitely feel like there's going to be more people who are going to be pro-Jack than pro-Saber here, especially in the Buffalo fan base, how they feel towards the Vagulas. Yeah. Um, but it's, it can go either way, honestly. Um, me personally, I hope he gets good ovation because what happened in Buffalo with him wasn't his fault. He can't control injuries. Mm-hmm. You had his team trying to dictate what happened to uh, how how he fixed his own body. And two, whilst he was there, the Bagulas and GMs went through coaches and GMs like Jolly Ranchers, just popped them in. Um, and they never built, a, like, they never built around him. And they thought they did, but they didn't. And they messed up and they never got a level of success for that, that they thought they could achieve. So that's not on Jack's fault. He, he's not a GM or a coach, you know? Um, so I hope it goes well for him. I really do. Yeah, I don't think 
I don't think and I hope it won't be nearly as hostile as um, sorry I'm opened the video by accident I was going to talk about something else but uh, I don't I think know, it, I don't know if you heard on my end but I, I, I I've got iTunes running updates in the background and I saw uh, them just start playing out of nowhere for like 30 seconds <laughs> for not even that long I was like why is that playing close so I hope Skype didn't pick that up but I was going to say I hope that it's not at, nearly as or at all I guess um, hostile like Tavares's return to Long Island when he was oh with that the, was brutal I mean came back with the Leafs for the first time I mean to be fair though with John Tavares he chose to leave because like the Islanders were starting to get good and he's like nah fam I'm gonna go back home to Toronto and I'm gonna sign this hella great contract and uh yeah i'm leaving you <laughs> yeah yeah that's true but uh yeah so that'll be interesting to see actually i wanted to jump into this quick i i don't know why it's not on nhl's website but i wanted to touch on um an old friend of the flyers um wayne simmons the wayne train um he played in his 1000th game on not saturday night deal. um against the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver. Um, oh, yeah. And then on Tuesday, last night, uh, the Leafs took some time to honor him and his family prior to their game against the Kraken. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, let's see. Simmons, we all know him, played 10 years for the Flyers. but No, eight, eight seasons? Something like that. Um Played with the LA Kings, the Flyers, obviously the Nashville Predators, the Jersey Devils, the Sabres, and is obviously currently a member of the Maple Leafs. Um, but it was cool. There was a really good ceremony for him and his family prior to the game last night. Um, and then also Austin Matthews is just tearing it up. Still had a hat trick last night against Seattle. He's on Simmons, pace for like 60 goals this year. Yeah. Um, Simmons got a nice silver stick. And then it was also a nice touch too. his two daughters also got mini silver sticks. Oh, that's um, awesome. And then the team, um, I'm not sure if you saw the pictures on their Twitter date, but the team, the players were wearing, like, they were, like, train-shaped shirts. And it, yeah, say, and it said Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, and then it was, like, the train engine itself was shaped, like, the number, th- like, 1,000. So, cool shirts on that. Um, hopefully the Flyers do something like that for Giroux's game, 1,000th uh, game. That's projected to be on St. Paddy's Day on the 17th against the Predators. Um, so... Is that in Hopefully. Nashville? What? Is that in Nashville? Or are they? Wait, I get... in, no, they're. That is a home game. I'm getting tickets, so I'll let you know. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I will go to that hockey game. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But yeah, I mean, that's that's projected to be his thousandth game, um, and then he could very well be one of, if not his last game as a Flyer. Um, the Flyers do play that following Sunday against the Islanders. Obviously, the trade deadline is the next day on the 21st. But depending on what happens with his no-move clause um, and all that jazz, he may he might not even play um, in that Islanders game just for, for injury's sake so they, the team possibly doesn't get damaged goods, so to speak. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, we shall. But Simmons, congrats on your 1,000th game. The Wayne train. Love it. Um, just a heart and soul guy. One of the best to ever do it um, in a player of his role. And, I mean, we, we miss him on the Flyers. So the Flyers did do a nice tribute video to him. It was Lawton, Couturier, Giroux um, did a video just congratulating him on 1,000 games. And just, I mean, there's a lot of emotion surrounding that because he was such an impact player with the Flyers. So, again, we miss him. But Simmer, congrats on 1,000. Maybe a thousand more. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably not. Uh, no. But no, love to see it. Wayne Simmons is a guy who he is, you know, um, definitely earned his way into the, into the NHL, and he had a hell of a career. Um, you're hoping he can get that Stanley Cup, um, but who knows? Toronto needs to get their shit together. If that's gonna ever happen. <laughs> um, yeah. No, great for Wayne. You know, he he's from the Toronto area, from Scarborough, Ontario, and you know he's playing 1,000 games, um, played his 1,000th game with a team he grew up watching and being a fan of. Um, so that's really cool. Um, 
and yeah, but nothing but the best for Simmer and, and his family, and it's it, it's a hell of an accomplishment. Well said. We actually will go to another accomplishment, but this of a familiar, another familiar face, I guess I could say, um, that of Alex Ovechkin. Um, he hit another goal milestone on Tuesday, just yesterday, um, against the Calgary Flames when he scored his 766th goal. Um, I think that's good. Um, and he tied Yarmir Yager, heard of him, for third in NHL history with goals. Um, and he also has the chance to pass him tonight um, as we are talking here on this podcast. Let me see if this game has started. Uh, stick with me here. Yes. Um, the Oilers are playing the Capitals tonight. The score is currently 0-0 in the first period, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ovechkin gets that goal number 767 to move into the sole possession of third place for goals all time. Um, if he does get that tonight, or I guess when he gets it, either tonight or with the next game, he's going to get it. We all know. Um, but he will only trail Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky for the most goals in NHL history. Uh, Gordie Howe with 801 goals with Wayne Gretzky, the ultimate prize with 894 goals. But Ovi, one step closer to that. He got number 765 in the second period of last night and then got the number 766 with an empty netter um, and then almost scored 767, but his shot was blocked by a skate late in the game. But he said, quote, it's okay. I'll take it tomorrow, meaning tonight. So maybe he legit called his own shot. But also fun fact, Yarmir Yager scored his number 766 at Calgary while playing for the Flames against the Detroit Red Wings back on November 9th of 2017. So a nice parallel there between two legends of the game. Um, but Dave, your thoughts on Ovi moving up the ladder once again? I mean, it's he got he got a little uh, negative attention in Calgary last night, of course, getting heavily, heavily booed yeah. by the Calgary fans. And gee, I wonder why. We touched on it on last week's podcast. I'm not going to rehash it tonight. Um, but no, I mean, he's chasing Gretzky's record, and I think he can easily do it. Um, he's a hell of a hockey player, and hell, he's he is the greatest goal scorer of all time. So you know, um, I hope he keeps on climbing it. But the Capitals, you know, if they want to keep on winning this year, if they want to keep on going far in the playoffs, you know, they're, they're not worried about Ovechkin's goal scoring and Backstrom's playmaking and John Carlson as a defenseman. They need to get some goalie help. Bad. <laughs> so, uh, but no, stick taps to Ovi. Ties Yager can pass him tonight. Probably, if he, if he doesn't pass him tonight, I'll be very surprised because uh, yeah. I feel like he's scoring every game this year. Um, yeah. But no, love to see it. Love him as a player and hope he continues doing what he's doing for a long time. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, that would be. It, it's think, think of it this way, Matt. We've been both watching essentially Alex Ovechkin for almost our entire lifetime as hockey fans, essentially. Like mm-hmm. since being like a teenager or a young child, you've watched, you know, for me, it's a teenager. For you, it's a young child. Now, I've been watching Alex Ovechkin play hockey for almost 20 years now. So think like. When the day comes where he retires, that's going to be weird. I mean, it's almost similar to, like, which is, I mean, which could come even sooner would be Giroux leaving the Flyers. Um, I'm I'm not emotionally prepared for that, Matt. Yeah, we we're, we don't need... <laughs> I'm going to need to see a therapist after that. That's going to be, I'm going to have, like, one of those, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to put on my, uh, my do not disturb on my phone and just, go into hiding for the rest of the year or something. I don't know. It, it's going to be rough. That's going to be obviously a um, a very, I guess, important date and just, a, again, uh, a bittersweet date in Flyers history because we won't get into it too much. But I, I don't know. Did you see his interview with Emily Kaplan? Um, was that late last week? I, I'm sure I can go find it, but I did not watch it on purpose because I was seeing uh, the reactions of people who did watch it and it was putting everyone in their feels. A glass and case of emotion. It, 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 I, I saw your tweets precisely. And yeah. uh, I think I will go back and watch it at some point, maybe even after this podcast. Uh, but in the moment when it got released, where it was during my workday, I could not prepare. I could not become one with my emotions at that time. <laughs> so I did not watch 
the episode. Now, unlike today, of course, where I watched the Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser trailer during my work day and, oh, all the feels. Oh, baby. Return of the King. Bringing yes. the Lord of the Rings meme into Star Wars. Yes. But <laughs> back to back hockey. To hockey. <laughs> um, we are actually going to go up to our neighbors in the north in Canada. Um, we have... <laughs> I, I say this sarcastically, but also not sarcastically at the same time. We have another outdoor game to talk about, um, which is happening on Sunday afternoon. Um, it will be played at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, Ontario, which I believe is the usual home of the Canadian Football League's uh, t- Tiger Cats. Where did I, I think so. Yes, I believe that's what they are. Uh, I'm not seeing the name in the article, but I believe I mentioned it before in a prior podcast. Um, but they will play. They will who reset here. The Heritage Classic is on Sunday um, with the Buffalo Sabres taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. But uh, it came out today. Yes, um, it will feature a distinct Canada versus United States theme including an appearance by the Canadian women's Olympic hockey team who recently, yeah, who recently won gold in China against the USA. Thumbs down to Canada. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but <laughs> Sorry. Um, fans who are in attendance, and I guess fans on TV, they usually do a, a very good job of camera angles at these games. Uh, they will see half of the stadium decorated in a red, white, and blue stars and stripes motif for the United States and the other in a red and white maple leaf one for Canada. Um, oh, Canada. NHL Chief Content Officer Steve Mayer said on Tuesday, quote, I think the idea came pretty immediately when we realized the best bet here was to have the Sabres play the Toronto Maple Leafs, and, and along those lines, the United States against Canada. This is the sixth Heritage Classic we've had, and the first time an American team will be part of it. So we asked, how do we play that theme all the way through? He said geography was a significant consideration, uh, blah, 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 but yeah, I mean, that, 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 we'll go that, into, that, go ahead, I didn't mean to cut you off there. That's an interesting stance to take to call the Buffalo Sabres. Well, while the Buffalo Sabres are, yes, technically an American team, they do have a lot of Canadian fans near that Niagara Falls, Buffalo area on the other side of the border. Yeah. Because um, as everyone knows, even though Toronto is close and they are rivals. The Toronto Maple Leafs have always they're they're like the New York of Canada. So those tickets are always pretty crazy expensive. There are plenty of Canadians who are around that area who are Buffalo Sabres fans who make the drive across the border to go to Sabres games, um, and, and call themselves a Sabres fan. So it's interesting. I mean, while they are rivals, you know, I wouldn't really call the Sabres a full American team because they have a good chunk of Canadian fans. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the, let's see. The I mean, for marketing, it makes sense because of Canada, USA, blah. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely different. Obviously, like the guy said from the other Heritage Classics, because usually the Heritage Classic is mainly two is two Canadian teams. The last one, what wasn't the last one? Uh, Calgary and Vancouver. I think it was Calgary and Winnipeg. Oh, you're right. You're right. Before that, yeah, it was Calgary and Winnipeg. That was like a really that was like a really good game. I think it went. And, and Winnipeg brought back the 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 jerseys of a franchise that still exists. <laughs> yeah. For the game. But I mean, hey, great sweaters on both teams there. Okay, confirm. But yes, so um, Sunday, if you're feeling like having a Sunday fun day, watch the Heritage Classic at four o'clock. That will be on TNT. In the United States, um, maybe I'll actually watch that. I did not get the chance to revisit the stadium series in Nashville, um, which is burning a hole in my DVR. So I'll have to get to that at some gotta point. Clear that up that DVR space. True, true. Well, I gotta. We're gonna get off topic here again quickly, but I got a lot of shows to catch up on. But what did I watch the other day? Oh, there's a new show on HBO um, called Winning Time. It's the rise of the Lakers dynasty, which is actually... Oh, I saw, I saw previews for that. That looks yeah. interesting. The first episode was Sunday. Uh, John C. Riley plays Jerry Buss, I think is his name. I'm not a bad, big basketball historian guy, but uh, it's a good show. I mean, hell, HBO Sunday nights. Can't beat them. Free plug for HBO. I love HBO. Currently rewatching Entourage while I eat dinner on my iPad. So Power move. H- HBO, great shows, but back until to they ruined Game yeah. of Thrones. 
Um, we are going to go, actually, we're going to go just south of the border once again, back to the United States. Uh, we'll go to Seattle, um, where it was announced earlier today that the Kraken signed defenseman forward, sorry, forward, yeah, Jared forward. McCann, uh, to a five-year, $25 million contract extension. He actually signed it on Tuesday, my, my B, as the kids say. Um, but it has an AAV of $5 million, and the forward was slated to become an RFA, a restricted free agent, after this season. Uh, the 25-year-old was quoted saying, that's a lot of pressure off my shoulders. Now I can just focus on playing hockey. It's a huge honor to get this deal and to be part of the future. It happened pretty quickly. We talked for a couple of weeks and kind of got something rolling. I'm very happy with how it came out, and I really wanted some term to be able to be in a place for a while. They were more than they were more than accommodating for that fact, so it's great. Uh, McCann does currently lead the Kraken with 33 points in 50 games and is their top goal scorer with six more than forward Jordan Everly. He's also the first player in Kraken history to re-sign with the team, who are obviously in their inaugural NHL season. So McCann, congrats on the ticket. Um, and I believe also another side note: bad radio by me. But I believe Mark Giordano is slated to play in his 1,000th game, possibly tonight. No. I know it's coming up. Tomorrow? If it already hasn't happened. I'm going to say tomorrow because the Kraken don't play tonight. Um, and they well, played, I'm on it. They played last night because of um, Washington. So I believe it's... Tomorrow night. Um, yeah, but because uh, it's on their Twitter picture, it's got Geo and it's like G I O O O like one zero 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 for a thousand. He played his a thousandth game Saturday. Ah, uh, so they will probably honor him tomorrow night. That makes sense. I'm not sure if it was at home or away. I don't remember them posting anything about it on. I'm on their Twitter now. No, because oh wait, yesterday they were in Toronto. Yes, yeah, so they were in Washington. So whenever their next home game is tomorrow, so they'll probably do something tomorrow. For oh yeah, they'd honor him tomorrow. Mystery solved. But uh, Mark Giordano, obviously longtime captain of the Calgary Flames, got dealt to Seattle in the expansion draft, but. Giordano, Gio, as they call him, we will give you a preemptive congratulations. No, because it already happened. It already happened. Congratulations on your 1,000th game. Um, he's kind of been a under-the-radar defenseman at times, but he's always been a solid guy. I mean, won a Norris Trophy just a couple of seasons ago. Um, undrafted. He was uh, set to go play Canadian uh, college hockey. After his time up in the OHL was coming to an end, and he got noticed by Calgary, came out to camp, won a spot, had a great rookie year. They only signed him, they signed him to a three-way contract, which don't even exist anymore. Um, and he then went on, made the team, got a spot, um, and then was when, when he was an RFA, uh, Calgary was low-balling him on contract offers, so he left, played one year over in the KHL, lit it up, and then came back to the Flames the next year and, and was there every year since. And when again the left, he got the C. And then up until this year where he went on to, to Seattle. And there's been rumblings that the Flames might reacquire him at the trade deadline on the 21st. So that would be something. Um, but no, a hell of a career. Um, with only one Norris Trophy victory, with one Norris Trophy win and no Stanley Cups on his belt, I wouldn't say he's what a, a quote a Hall of Fame defenseman, um, but definitely one of the better defensemen to play the game. Very well said. I agree. What were we talking about before we got sidetracked by Giordano? Oh, Jared McCann. Jared McCann's contract. Uh, I think it's a bit of an overpayment. I mean, good good for him. I mean, good for getting paid five five mil by five years. Yep. Um, but honestly, I view Jared McCann as a second, third line center. And to me, five million bucks for a middle six forward, that's a lot of change. That's a lot of change. But you know what? Seattle stinks. He is their leading scorer this season because someone has to score on a bad hockey team. Um, 
So maybe he finds a home for himself in, in Seattle, but um, they might, I don't know. They, they might regret that contract in a couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, um, there's obviously a lot of questions surrounding the Kraken because aside from them not being very good this season, um, they also got a lot of guys that we didn't think would last more than a year. So we'll, we'll, it's a, it's a little unclear where that team is going to go from here. Yeah, they definitely released things. Uh, yeah. Uh, get it? Release yep. the Kraken? Uh, boo. Boo. Speaking, boo of, speaking of release here, though, segue. Um, the NHL released a new rendering of the Stanley Cup playoffs logo. Oh, you're welcome. You set me up for that one. Easy spike, as they say in volleyball. <laughs> um, but on March 6th, which was Sunday. Um, they, the NHL, again, like I said, they unveiled a new Stanley Cup playoffs logo uh, for the first time in over a decade, 13 years. Um, it will debut in the playoffs this season. And I actually have a little bit of an inception here. We have an infographic on the new graphic. So it has broken down the new aspects of the logo and gives a breakdown again of why each thing is what it is. So I'm going to rally through these quick. Um, if you haven't seen it, just go online. I like it. It's good. It's clean. It's new. Um, it, it was always nice to see the other ones because, like, they did them along with the team's logos. I'm sure they'll do the same type of thing this year and so on and so forth. But fresh new. Um, I think they, they have a good reasoning behind it. This article from John Lane on nhl.com um said that the the nhl their marketing is basically they're excited because it's the perfect time to use the new logo with new broadcast partners in espn and tnt who are set to cover the postseason so they'll have new broadcasting partners new logo new everything we're even seeing what is it face-off percentage um infographics now on the broadcast so yep love to see it i guess <laughs> um but I'll run through these quick. Like I said, the infographic of the graphic. So um, it most prominently features the Stanley Cup itself. Uh, it's a rendering of the cup, which naturally serves as the focal point of the identity system, a celebration of hockey's most enduring and cherished trophy. Um, the Stanley Cup is, I'm going to describe this as best I can for radio. The Stanley Cup is inside of a banner shape. Um, it says rafters banners are a symbol of team and individual excellence. The raising of a Stanley Cup championship banner represents the pinnacle of NHL team achievement. Uh, next up, we have two different letter forms with the words Stanley Cup and playoffs. Um, two bespoke typefaces have been created, a nod to both the beauty and the history of this iconic trophy, as well as the birthplace of the NHL. Actually, there's a typo on here. So NHL, hire me. Um but the, the word Stanley Cup is the font. If you want to know what the font is, I have it right here. It is Victoria S.C. Serif, uh, which is inspired by the hand-engraved letter forms that decorate the bowl and collar of the Stanley Cup. Um, underneath that, the word playoffs is in Windsor Sands, which is inspired by the facade of the Windsor Hotel in Montreal, Quebec, where the NHL was founded on November 26th of 1917. And under all that is the NHL Shield serving as the unifying symbol of the league's 32 member clubs. So there you have it. That is the infographic of the new graphic for the Stanley Cup playoffs logo. Dave, I'm sure you've seen the logo like a lot of other people have. What are your thoughts? I mean, it, it's a new logo. It's crisp. It's clean. I don't get why people are hating on it. It's just a freaking logo for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, it's not ugly. It's not anything to make you, you know, get too riled up or, um, excited about. It's just a nice, cool, crisp, clean logo. Um, frankly, I saw way too much chatter about it online on Monday <laughs> morning over it. And, um, they did not need to release a full blown press release and breakdown of what the logo is and for completely unnecessary. Who asked me, you just said, you could just go on, Hey, here's a new playoff logo done quick, easy. Cause no one, Master, you might be one of the few people who, and of course, thus us listening to you say that, and listeners of this podcast, who have actually listened or heard 
that rundown of the the, the of, of of the new logo. Because like no, like who's gonna read that? <laughs> you know? Hey, I'm just giving the people what they want. I, I know, I know, and that's what we're doing. We're providing and I give it to you. The people. Hell yeah. Did um, you see Batman yet? Getting off topic? No, not yet. Oh, I see it on the twenty fourth. Great movie. But um, no spoilers, please. But yeah, uh, no. The new logo, cool, crisp, clean. We can move on. Very well said. Um, I believe that is it for me. But Dave, we will have to do our recurring segment if you have one prepared for the week. You can go first. All right. I will go first. If you don't know what we've been doing the past couple weeks or so now, we are naming random NHL slash hockey players. Um, I will go first. I'm going to go between the pipes for this one. Um, A little bit of a throwback, not too much. We saw him when we were younger, Um, but we have – I've got Mika Kiprasov, former goaltender for the Calgary Flames, most notably – he played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons with them. Um, a career 623 games played with 30, not 30, 319 wins, 213 losses, a goals against average of 2.49 and a 0.912 save percentage. Um, I don't think he ever won. He did win the Vezina in 05-06 and the William M. Jennings Trophy which is the best combined save percentage between two goalies for one team um, in the 05-06 season as well. So um, Mika Kiprasov, the one thing I will remember, I forget, it's from one of those like top 10 videos from ESPN. Um, it's like fans and goalies where there was a kid, there was a kid uh, they nicknamed him the Kipper Kid, um, but he had – Basically, like Kiprasov's exact setup in child size, and he stood behind the net during warmups and was basically mimicking every one of Kiprasov's moves. Um, I'll see if I can find it and show it to you, Dave. But it's pretty cool. Um, but Kiprasov was a, a, one of those like he's a guy where it's like he was good, but like never he never won a cup. But I mean. He was just a guy that we grew up with and just a, a cool name. So, And I wanted to change it up and go with a goalie this time around. I, too, then, will go with a goalie. Cool. It is a former Flyers goalie and Philadelphia Phantom goalie. Drafted in the sixth round in 1998, number 168 overall, <laughs> Antero Nidamaki. Oh, man. Oh, what a throwback. Uh Helped Finland to a gold medal at the Olympics. Um, I believe in 2006, 2007, or the year prior. Um, but no, he, he won a Calder Cup, of course, with the Philadelphia Phantoms uh, in the lockout year when they had that stacked team uh, with Richards and Carter. Um and he was a long time. A lot of people, a lot of us Flyers fans, saw that he was the heir apparent. Like at, after Robert Esch, this is going to be Antero Nenemaki, next goalie of the Flyers. And just he can never grab the reins and be that starting goalie in the NHL. Um, but for a couple good years there, he was a a a solid backup goalie, uh, to Marty Biron for two seasons. Um, and you know he's an Olympic gold medal winner. He won a Calder Cup. Um, finished out his career with, with the Tampa Bay Lightning and San Jose Sharks with a couple stints in the minor leagues. Um, and I believe played uh, his last pro year in 2012-2013, almost a decade ago, in, uh, in, in, in the Finnish League. Um, but no, overall, in, in the NHL, 95, 86, and 31. 902 save percentage, 295 goals against average. Okay, you know. Um, but he was a fan favorite, and he had some sick... He had some sick goalie year. Yep. Um, when he was here with the Flyers. So that is my random goalie and player of the week, Antero Nidamaki. I like it. A very good goaltending duo for this week. Um, but again, we will come Two back. Two Finns. With... Both finish. Hell yeah. Speaking of finish, we're just about finished the podcast. Hey. 
killing it oh, with the that segues. Was a, that was week. a great stop for an easy spike right there. Yes, sir. But, uh, Dave, as usual, I'll hand you the reins to take us home and wrap it up for the week. Yes, yes. Thank you, Matt. So, as always, thank you to all of our listeners uh, for your support every week. We greatly appreciate it. And here's my weekly reminder. Go check out our friends and affiliates at the Pod Street Bullies. They are doing fantastic work. Um, everyone keep an eye out uh, for what when they release their podcast roughly at late Sunday evening, Monday mornings. It's a great way to start your week with Flyers news and updates. And, of course, you have us followed by the, in the middle of the week. So that's where you get your, all your news and info from there. But they are great guys, great affiliates. Uh, stay tuned for Flyers games coming up. Of course, tomorrow gets the uh, Florida Panthers, like you said, Mastro. And then Saturday at Carolina and Sunday night at home against Le Habitants, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, but with that, since the Flyers have won two games in a row, <laughs> um, we win the podcast with a Let's Go Flyers. And let's see what happens tomorrow night. Thank you very much. See you guys next week. <laughs>